Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome to this special edition of Al-Bayan Live. You just heard the Isha Adan from our radio studios here in Sydney and I'm very pleased to be joined on this Saturday evening with my dear Sheikh, Sheikh Khalid Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, dear Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's good to have you here live on this Saturday evening. <laughs> it's good to be back, wallah. We wish we could uh, come here a lot more often. Yani, Insha'Allah, the, the more the better. <laughs> Insha'Allah, Insha'Allah in the future. Uh, and we are, ju- we are live on these blessed days of Dhul Hijjah and we'd like to give a warm welcome to all those listening on 107.9 FM in Sydney. We'll be on 107.9 FM in Sydney ta'ala, for the next week or so to July 3rd. So spread the word during these 10 blessed days of the Hijjah. And we'd like to welcome all our viewers watching on Facebook, um, TikTok, uh, and our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Al Bayan Radio Australia. And we will be taking your comments and feedback and suggestions mainly on our uh, YouTube channel, Al Bayan Radio Australia, and also on Facebook on ASWJ Australia Facebook page. Now today, inshallah, we'll continue with our topic, which we began quite a while ago. It's, it's part nine or ten in etiquettes with the Qur'an. And today it's actually part two of benefits of listening to the Qur'an. Maybe, Sheikh Khalid, we can give a quick recap of part one and get straight into it. Yeah, yeah. bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Uh, just as a quick recap, as you mentioned, Sheikh, I think this is uh, lesson number 10. We started off with the first lesson in Ramadan, Sheikh, I think it was. I think we started uh, a relationship in the Qur'an. That's right, it was our relationship with the Qur'an. And uh, obviously being the month of the Qur'an, Ramadan, we wanted to uh, do a little series about that. So we started off the first lesson discussing our relationship with the Qur'an. And then the second lesson was the etiquettes with the Qur'an and that went on for about seven lessons and then we had our uh, ninth lesson which was uh, the benefits of listening to the Qur'an part one and inshallah ta'ala this will be the final lesson in, in this short series uh, the benefits of listening to the Qur'an part two and inshallah ta'ala that will be a small ten part series in the last lesson we discussed a few general benefits of listening to the Qur'an and we started with uh, virtues of listening to the Qur'an and how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he used to uh, request that from others and and he used to uh, obviously get affected by those recitations and the likes. And we mentioned one of the uh, benefits or virtues is how the Qur'an increases one's faith, both, of course, when reciting and one, when listening. And one of the greatest examples we mentioned is when the Prophet wasallam he asked Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu to recite. And when Abdullah ibn Mas'ud recited from Surah An-Nisa, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him that's enough, uh, sufficient. And Abdullah looked at him and he saw him uh, crying. Also, we mentioned from the blessings and virtues of listening to the Qur'an is that you gain the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal, as we mentioned the verses regarding that. Likewise, we mentioned that listening to the Qur'an, uh, one will increase in guidance, inshaAllah ta'ala. Of course, if he listens with an open heart, willing to accept, willing to submit. And you can go back to brothers and sisters, our lesson yesterday that we had at Bilmo regarding that. And lastly, we mentioned uh, that listening to the Qur'an is one of the greatest means uh, to be a protection against doubts and misconceptions which are spread amongst the uh, the nation and the likes. So inshallah ta'ala, Sheikh, we can get into uh, today's lesson with uh, continuing these benefits. Excellent. Before we do, for those who would like to catch up on the previous episode, you can catch them. You can see the link there on our YouTube channel and, and on Facebook. Uh, the link to the whole series is there. And uh, for those who may be a bit confused with the numbering, the relationship with the Qur'an wasn't numbered. Uh, it was so number the rest one. after That's that right. will be will be up to nine now. But yeah. there is ten, as you mentioned. And inshallah, maybe we'll 
we'll renumber them to make it easier <laughs> for everyone to see. So today is uh, on the current list nine. Or should be 10, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Yeah, Let's today will be 10, inshallah. Yeah, so uh, today we'll just quickly mention to start off the general rule of thumb, which we previously mentioned. And that is uh, reading the Qur'an. Uh, reading the Qur'an is better uh, than listening to the Qur'an. That's the general rule of thumb. To read the Qur'an and recite yourself is more rewarding and better than to listen to the Qur'an. Even though there is great rewards in both. And we know the Prophet ﷺ did both as the ulama said. And as we can see from the narrations. But generally speaking, of course, he recited much more, much more than he uh, listened from others or requested to listen from others. And, and uh, we mentioned that the Prophet ﷺ would ask others to recite the Qur'an for him like Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, like Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma and the likes. And the ulama, one of the... Uh, 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 a hadith they extracted this from that reading the Quran is better than listening and that's the general rule of thumb we mentioned is the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu and a beautiful narration subhanallah which acts as an encouragement and motivation to each and every one of us to recite a hadith we've all heard inshallah ta'ala man qara'a harfan min kitabillah man qara'a harfan min kitabillah falahu bihi hasanah wal hasanatu bi'ashri amthaliha la aqulu alif la mim harf walakin alifun harf wa mimun harf he says, whoever recites a letter from the book of Allah, then he has a, or he will have a reward for that. And the good deed, the reward, the good deed, gets a tenfold reward. I don't say the Prophet ﷺ is teaching us. I don't say that Alif, La, Mim is one pretty much letter uh, that you only get that one reward for that. No, but rather Alif is a letter. Lam is a letter and Mim is a letter. And the Prophet ﷺ in this hadith, as you uh, all heard, he said, Man qara'a. Uh, they said that the asal is that you recite and this is as we mentioned Berahi he said uh, whoever reads or whoever recites and it's been mentioned as well uh, regarding the virtue of listening to the Quran that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said and there is some weakness to this narration according to many of the ulama man istama'a ila ayatin min kitabillah kutiba lahu hasanatun mudaafah wa man talaha kanat lahu nuran yawm al-qiyamah that whoever listens to a verse whoever listens to a verse from the book of Allah it will be written for him as a multiple reward and whoever recites it it will be for him light on the day of resurrection and as I mentioned some of the ulama they did weaken this narration but they took uh, the meaning from that and as an encouragement once again to to, to listen to listen and we did mention that reciting is the asal for recite as much as you can and if it comes to a point where you don't feel like reciting for whatever reason uh, then try your best to listen if you can but definitely don't go without both uh, some people they might go without reciting and without listening for if you're not able to recite for whatever reason maybe you just don't know how to or the likes get your ears used to listening to the quran what, what i found is beneficial as well from personal practice and speaking to other brothers and 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 and, and some of the dua i think i spoke with you about it as well is that sometimes if you're reading a certain section of the quran it's good you jump in the car put it on listen yeah to it. exactly it gives you like a, another you just read it so you're familiar yeah. with it some tadabbar, some things. That's right, tafakkur and, and the likes, inshallah. Really, it is quite beneficial. If you do that every day, then you become, even if you haven't memorized it, you become more familiar with the Quran. Definitely. definitely. You, your connection grows with it. That's why we found sometimes that, and we've spoken about this, sometimes you'll be able to correct the imam, and you haven't even that's memorized right, you that. haven't memorized Because it. you're familiar with the ayat. No doubt we should try to memorize the whole Quran. Every Muslim should have that aim until the day he dies. We're never too old, and we've spoken about that before. Yeah, definitely, Sheikh. And, yeah. and and one thing that I, uh, what you just mentioned there was that will help and aid in in 
uh, strengthening your connection with the Quran. 100%. And and some people, subhanAllah, unfortunately, they don't read. And like we mentioned, they don't listen. So it's like, where is the Quran in your life? At least if you're not reading, listen. At least listen. And wallahi, when you listen, you end up having that sense of attachment to it. Where if you do not have the Quran in your life, either you're reading, you're not. if you're not reading or you're not listening, you end up missing it. Wallahi, you end up missing it. It's like your 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 brain can't function until it hears Quran. Subhanallah. Wallahi, inshallah, it gets to like that where you need Quran. You need to either read it, recite it, or listen to it, hear it. You need to do something, you know, that involves it and the likes. Very important. And going on from what we said, there is an athar as well uh, that's been uh, uh, um, attributed to Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Man istama'a ila ayatin min kitabillah kanat lahu nura. Likewise, whoever listens to a verse from the book of of Allah, then it will be light for him on, uh, or it will be a light for him. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, فَبَشِّرْ عِبَادِ Give glad tidings to my slaves, الَّذِينَ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقَوْلِ Those who listen to the word. And the word here, some of the ulama, they mention the advice, لَا إِلَهِ إِلَّا اللَّهِ and the likes. And then after that, they follow it. So give glad tidings to those who listen. And of course, listening here also incorporates obeying, of course. Uh, obeying, yani. And this is where uh, we mentioned, now some of the scholars, they said regarding, okay, do I read or do I listen? Do I recite or do I listen? We said the asal, just to make it clear, is that we recite is that we recite the Qur'an and that is better. However, if we're not going to recite for whatever reason, we listen. Some of the ulama, they said, and this is what caused them or led them to say that, that it depends on your state. It depends about your situation. If you feel you're going to get more khushu' at the time by reciting, then recite. And if you feel like you're going to get more khushu' by listening, and you're going to be contemplating more, and one, two, three, by listening, then listen. But definitely keep your tongue moist. As the ulama, they said reciting is better. Why? They said some of the reasons, obviously through its jihad and the likes, is that it involves more of the faculties. It involves more of the faculties. For when you recite, you involve your tongue. When you recite, you involve your eyes a lot of the time by looking at the mushaf. And we mentioned already that, how that in and of itself as the ulama, they would classify that as an act of worship. Just looking at the mushaf. And we mentioned some narrations which were classified as weak by many ulama, but we took that or the ulama extracted that from that. For you're involving your eyes by looking at the mushaf. You're involving your heart. You're involving your tongue. You're involving, subhanAllah, more effort and exhaustion. Uh, yourself more uh, uh, at the end of the day going back to that uh, read recite or listen inshallah there's khair in them both just try to do as much of it as you as you can before we move on to the next point we've discussed this before but I think maybe just like a short reminder about how not reading or listening and therefore being prevented from this great goodness may be a type of punishment that you are receiving in this world. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The one that, subhanAllah, يعني, is far from the Qur'an, and especially the one that's far from the Qur'an, and he doesn't even get affected by that, you know, that's a big problem. And that could in and of itself be a punishment from Allah Azza wa Jal. Just like those, subhanAllah, who are far from the masajid, and they don't have anything to do with the masajid. And you see some brothers as well, likewise, they won't even pray Jumu'ah prayer, for example, يعني, even though this could take it off topic for a little bit, but they won't even pray Jumu'ah prayer because they don't want to enter the masajid because of their views towards certain masajid and certain mashaykh and the likes. Wallahi, I view that as a punishment, subhanAllah. I view that as a, as a punishment. And at the end of the day, you got to look at it like if your heart is not connected to the Qur'an, which really gives life to the heart and gives life to the soul and gives life to the body, then in reality, 
يعني I don't want to say you have a dead heart but <laughs> you know it's leading to that it's definitely leading to that because if you're not your heart's not going to be attached to that which Allah told you there's life in and that which Allah told you gives you life uh, then what, in reality what are you going to have and they're quite linked since you mentioned that we don't want to go off topic attending the masjid therefore listening to the Quran exactly and generally exactly. speaking the imam will be the most well versed in, right. in the Quran yeah. Therefore, you wanting to listen as the Prophet Sallallahu enjoyed listening to the Quran from other than himself. That's right. Although he was the most proficient and learned of the Quran. So everyone everyone after him is of lesser status and he He's still loved to requested. listen. Exactly. And being in the masjid, you listen to the Quran, listen to the Imam. Yeah, in the prayer and, and other other than the really? prayer. And uh, that's where we're going to say, subhanAllah, uh, very shortly, inshaAllah, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and that is actually the next the next point, Shaykh, you know, from the oh, virtues no. of listening to the Quran is to find solace and peace. For example, peace when you listen to the stories of the prophets. Peace when you listen how Allah is with the believers. Peace when you listen to how Allah will support his religion and surely and verily and definitely Allah's religion will prevail over all. When you see this and hear this, subhanAllah, wallahi, it gives your heart a sense of peace. And we mentioned this last lesson and uh, for the, uh, the the brothers and the sisters that were commenting their favorite reciters, I, I only remembered one. So I did listen, Islam Subhi, a beautiful voice, yani, uh, yeah. just for those for the brother or sister that commented. And that's the only one I remembered. But we were mentioning last, I think it was last lesson or the lesson before that, when you listen, especially to a recider, subhanAllah, that you enjoy listening to, it moves the heart in a way like no other. And it gives the words of Allah Azza wa Jal gives the believer and gives the Muslim a sense of solace and peace and serenity and security and firmness that he could never ever get from other than Allah Azza wa Jal and from other than Allah Azza wa Jal's words. And that's what Allah Azza wa Jal would say. Or said, A verse we always hear, but wallahi, if we were to take a step back and contemplate and listen, indeed, Allah, indeed, through the remembrance of Allah, or in the remembrance of Allah, do hearts find rest. And what greater remembrance than to recite and listen to Allah Azza wa Jal's words? What greater remembrance? And that's why the Prophet, وسلم, as the hadith mentions, when he wanted to seek comfort, when he wanted to seek comfort, he would, or when he would want the adhan to be called, he would say, Arihna biha ya Bilal. Uh, and subhanAllah, يعني, regarding the prayer and the link, like you mentioned earlier, Sheikh, regarding the prayer and the Quran, obviously, is the main pillar, meaning it is one of the main يعني, things in the prayer. It's, uh, the whole prayer, you're reciting Quran and one, two, three. For the Quran, listening to it, gives you that sense of. Of solace and peace and serenity and security and that's why it was mentioned that uh, Mis'ar says that one day he says Laytani sallaytu fastarahtu you know if only that I, I, I had uh, prayed and pretty much relaxed and got comfort for the people when they heard that they, they, they took it the wrong way for Mis'ar he says يعني, it was as if like they you know uh, um, uh, found it as something like what I said as something that was rude or something like this for subhanallah they objected to that for then he says فقال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول يا بلال أقم الصلاة أرحنا بها he says, I heard the Prophet wasallam say, O Bilal, do the iqama for the prayer and give us rest or give us comfort by it. And that's what the prayer is. And the prayer, as we said, one of the main things in it is the Qur'an. For these things should be where we're finding that comfort in, where we're finding that solace in. That's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he, say, he says, That women and perfume have been made dear and beloved to me, but my comfort has been provided 
in the prayer or in it is in the prayer the coolness to my eye the comfort is in the prayer for that's why we say subhanallah yani once again in the prayer what's being said what's being recited generally quran for the quran when you hear it when you listen to it like you said sheikh when that brother comes to the masjid and whatever he's going through he's going through then he hears the imam recite the words or he himself is reciting on the sheikh he will find inshallah ta'ala that that help and that aid and that assistance. Likewise, just for example, the individual surah, Surah Al-Duha, how it reassured the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the positivity that it sparked to give him further hope and repel any negativity, subhanAllah, which external figures tried to push so much and incite. And Allah Azza wa Jalla, Your Lord neither fors- has neither forsaken you nor does he hate you, subhanAllah. And likewise, Allah Azza wa Jalla, when he says, Indeed, when we, like, subhanAllah, when we hear these verses, we said that it keeps us firm, it gives us that firmness. As Allah Azza wa Jalla, he, he, he mentioned, so that we can make your heart uh, uh, firm therewith. And and likewise, when Allah Azza wa Jal says, Indeed, Allah will defend those who believe. And so many verses like that. When we hear that, يعني, how can a believer who truly believes in what Allah said and what Allah has mentioned and what Allah tells him, how can he after that not have that comfort? And when Allah Azza wa Jal tells us that the religion of Islam will prevail, and they want to extinguish the light of Allah with their tongues. But Allah will complete His light. For subhanAllah, it gives you once again that reassurance. And that's part of what listening to the Quran gives you likewise. You know, the Shaykh, at a time where depression, anxiety, and all other types of problems and issues that are affecting the community is at an all-time high, we have to remind our dear brothers and dear sisters that you want tranquility, you want peace, Go to the it Quran. is there, exactly. It is there. Return to the Quran, return to the book of Allah. And the Quran is a cure for all types of sicknesses and illnesses, physical and spiritual. But many people Definitely. forget that. Definitely. So and let, let's <coughs> let's go back to the Quran. And the more peace and tranquility you want in your life, the more Quran you will read, the more you attach yourself to the Quran. And let's 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 tackle this. Some will say, Dear Shaykh, I read the Quran, I hear the Quran, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, and that, 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 that's definitely a problem within themselves because once again, Allah Azza wa Jal is the one that promised us that in the Quran there is cure. And in the Quran there is all these things once again that we've been, we've been mentioning. For if you're taking the medicine but you're not getting better, that's a problem within yourself. So sometimes it may be they don't understand what's being recited. Exactly, could be not understanding. Avoiding, not avoiding sin. 100%. Not having a basic understanding of the Arabic language, lack of tafsir. Lack of, you know, could, could be so many different factors. To, to exactly. actually learn the Quran. Yeah, it's like when Allah says, Inna salata tanha anil wal munkar. Indeed, pretty much the prayer, it forbids all evil and it stops all these things. So if, if someone's now praying and he's doing what he supposedly thinks he's meant to do, right, by praying, and then he says, But I'm still doing all this evil. If I look at your life then, because you're the problem, because Allah told us, you know, it's either I'm going to believe that or I'm going to believe Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah told us that the prayer will forbid all of these things, push away all of these things, stop all of these things, or prevent them. For subhanAllah, yani how some people, they, 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 they will read these kind of verses and that, and they will still, for example, have that doubt whether they're implicitly or explicitly saying it so obviously no one's going to come and say the quran isn't helping no one's going to say that but we know that a hundred percent the cure is there for you need to look at yourself if you're not finding an apparent help firstly be patient 
uh, be patient and secondly look into your life as we said yani, and see where is the problem because definitely the problem is not in the words of Allah but the problem is in in, in yourself yani, if you're not finding that and and subhanallah back to what we were mentioning Allah Azza wa Jal he told the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this is another thing too how we mentioned that the Quran listening and also reciting and obviously understanding first and foremost uh, it will give you that firmness inshallah it will give you that solace it will give you that tranquility that serenity and likewise it will help you in being patient and that's why Allah Azza wa Jal when he mentions the stories of the prophets he ends up saying Fasbir kama sabara ulul azmi min rusul he said Fasbir kama sabara ulul azmi min rusul be patient like the messengers of strong will and determination be patient for when the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was getting the stories of these messengers revealed to him and Allah Azza wa Jal was mentioning in dealing what happened with these previous nations and with the previous prophets and messengers through that Allah Azza wa Jal is making firm the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's heart as we said and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is giving for the Ummah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam something to go back to to reflect upon because I guarantee you brothers and sisters whatever you're going through Wallahi whatever you're going through and it was interesting you mentioned the depression thing Sheikh because I was planning actually that could be our next series that was actually yes. planning to be our next series Insha'Allah sure. Ta'ala Fahia, whatever you're going through no matter what it is I guarantee you will find something in the Quran to relate to whatever it is Subhanallah you can you, you can apply whatever you have in your life go look into the Quran and I guarantee you you'll find something to relate to whether it's problems with your family family with yani your wife your husbands your uh, uh, yani your wives your husbands your fathers your mothers your children uh, whether it's supposed you know um, um, a mental mental sicknesses physical pain uh, mental pain emotional pain whatever it is problems with your fam problems with your friends problem with you always find something in the Quran to relate to and uh, likewise Sheikh because we, we are running on a tight uh, schedule inshallah for Isha uh, 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 and we did want to finish off the series yani, uh, today inshallah okay. too one of the virtues is to gain hope in the mercy and forgiveness of Allah yet also become faithful of the punishment of Allah every Muslim should have this for when you listen to the Quran you hear the verses of mercy and you hear the verses of forgiveness and that increases you in hope and likewise you hear the verses of punishment and the likes and that increases you in fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fearing the punishment of Allah Azza wa Jal for when you listen to the Quran and have that connection now when we say when you listen to the Quran it's obviously not limited to that even when you read the Quran when you study the Quran when you you know understand the Quran but we're saying here part or part and parcel of listening to the Quran is definitely especially if you understand it properly and the context and the likes then you will definitely inshallah increase in that hope you know some brother Sheikh they'll come as you probably heard many times and it's probably been discussed before many times when they'll say well I've done too much and things like this Now listen to the Quran you hear the verses of hope you hear no. the verses of mercy you hear the verses of forgiveness as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions how Ibrahim said and no one will despair of the mercy of his Lord except those who are astray for you increase but then at the same time you go hand in hand with the punishment of Allah and fearing the punishment of Allah and fearing Allah Azza wa Jal and what he's prepared for the sinners or what he's prepared for the disbelievers and polytheists first and foremost and uh, the likes it's very important and that's a very important aspect of listening once again but of course uh, that would necessitate or need understanding understanding and then we obviously have spoken before and you've spoken a lot the Arabic language and one two three and tafsir very important likewise from the virtues of the uh, uh, listening to the Quran is you gain knowledge 
you gain knowledge. You know, even if you haven't memorized and you're not able to recite, when you listen to the Quran, especially if you understand the Arabic language, you'll gain knowledge through the Quran and you'll be able to separate, inshallah, if you've understood from the or the good from the evil, or the evil from the good, the truth and the falsehood, or from the falsehood and the likes, and you'll be able to, inshallah ta'ala, uh, distinguish. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He says in the Quran, and this is something, subhanAllah, another benefit which is that you gain motivation. Motivation, like for example, when you hear that Allah Azza wa Jal says, قُلْ هَلْ يَسْتَوِ الَّذِينَ يَعْلَمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Say, are they equal who those who know and those who don't know? For of course, those who know are not equal and are not like those who do not know. Like the believer is not like the disbeliever and the likes. For when you hear that, Allah Azza wa Jal is saying to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, say, are they equal, those who know and those who do not know? Of course, they're not equal. There's a difference between the heavens and the earth and the east and the west between uh, the, uh, these individuals. For when you hear that, and it's a praise in reality for those who know and those who have knowledge, and you know Allah Azza wa Jal is the one praising them, then you want to seek knowledge, you get motivated, and you get encouraged. Likewise, Shaykh, as you mentioned earlier, to seek cure from the Qur'an. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ And we send down, we send down from the Qur'an that which is a cure and a mercy for the believers. And we, we know the story and we've mentioned the story before as well regarding the, 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 the chief of the tribe. The chief of the tribe. And we've already mentioned this previously in this series, how he got cured from Surah Al-Fatiha. For listening to the Quran, likewise, it will inshallah act as a cure. Like we mentioned the fatwa of Ibn Baz, rahimahullah, and many other ulama, that listening to the Quran will give you a reward as well of the 10 inshallah ta'ala, which is mentioned for the recitation. Even though with the recitation, you'll get inshallah more for the exertion of the, obviously, effort and the likes. But what we're trying to say here is listening will likewise serve the purpose of reciting, even though the asal is to recite, obviously, even for the cure. But if you're not able to, if you're not able to, don't just leave it. Listen if you can, inshallah. Likewise, to contemplate and increase in appreciating the greatness of Allah Azza wa Jal. When you listen to the Qur'an, and subhanAllah, you listen to the beauty of the Qur'an, the miraculous nature of the Qur'an, wallahi, it really increases you in magnifying, venerating Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you know that there are no mistakes, there is no falsehood, there are no contradictions, Subhanallah, Allah Azza wa Jal challenged mankind and jinn kind to come with something like it. This will inshallah increase in your reverence and veneration of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that's why uh, the, the, the text uh, you've explained, Sheikh, already, and I'm currently explaining at Bukhari House after the Fajrs uh, of the uh, 20 ways pretty much to escape sins. One of the things the Sheikh he mentions is reverence and veneration of Allah. Then the uh, Sharih he says, the first of the ways to escape sins involves the reverence and veneration of Allah. So the person acknowledges within his heart the exaltedness and magnificence of Allah. So when you listen to the Quran, Wallahi, you appreciate Allahu Akbar, how great these words are, how magnificent these words are, and how great they are, and how great the one that spoke them are. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially when you understand the eloquence of them and the balagha and one, two, three, inshallah ta'ala, it will increase you in, in, in that veneration of Allah Azza wa Jal. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala, he says a beautiful statement. He says, وَالنَّاسُ فِي هَذَا أَرْبَعْ and the people regarding this are four categories. And this is after he mentions uh, the difference of opinion about what is better. Is it better to just read quickly and read a lot? 
Or is it better to read slowly with contemplation and one, two, three? Interesting. For, for the Sheikh, very important. And it's a question that comes up a lot. For, it's not the time now to really go into the detail of it. But the Sheikh, uh, in his Madarij, he mentions this. And he mentions a bit of the differences of opinion. And then he mentions how Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and other companions, they viewed uh, that reciting slower but with contemplation and understanding is better than reciting quick and a lot. Even though uh, the ulama, they did differ regarding this and even the Salaf yani, had differing views. The point is after he mentions these kind of things and then he mentions subhanallah regarding the one uh, who, who uh, memorizes the Qur'an but doesn't act upon it for example and the one that hasn't memorized the Qur'an but acts upon it. And then he mentions something so important. He says regarding the one who hasn't memorized but he acts upon the Qur'an, he understands it and acts upon it. This person is from the people of the Qur'an. And the one who has memorized it but doesn't act upon it, he's not from the people of the Qur'an. For the brothers and sisters, we all need to understand that very importantly. That yes, you might get a hafiz or what they refer to as a hafiz, even though we've mentioned some of the mashaykh disliked utilizing that term. The point is that what is known as a memorizer of the Qur'an. Oh, yeah. yeah. He might have memorized yeah, Quran, He might have memorized the Quran, yes, but does he act upon it? Don't get deceived. If he's not acting upon it, some of the ulama, as we heard Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, they said he's not from the people of the Quran. Just because he's reciting, is he acting? That's the main thing. The action is the main thing. And that's why we always say when we talk about boycotting the Quran, uh, doing hijrah away from the Quran, that the worst form is to do hijrah away with actions, meaning to not act upon what is uh, in the Quran. It's a type of abandoning the Quran. Abandoning the Quran, exactly, Sheikh. Then he spoke, about, he spoke the Sheikh about belief, Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, and how belief and faith is the best of deeds. And reading, understanding the Quran and contemplating it, uh, uh, will bring about the faith and likewise listening to it will also bring that about then he says the people regarding this are four categories Al-Ula, Ahlul Qur'ani wal Iman nas. the people of faith and the Qur'an and they are the best of people Wa man adam al-Qur'an wal Iman the one who has no Qur'an and no faith man Qur'anan walam the one who's been given Qur'an and hasn't been given faith man imanan walam Qur'ana the one who has been given faith and hasn't been given the Qur'an and then he says this is the the, 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 the point the main point that I added this for now he says, just like the one who's been given faith, he's been given Iman without the Qur'an, is better than the one who's been given the Qur'an without Iman. He says, likewise, the one that's been given contemplation, understanding that tafakkur or tadabbur upon the Qur'an when reciting, he is better than the one who's been given a lot of reading and quick reading but has no contemplation. Subhanallah. For it's very important that when you're reading or when you're listening, as we mentioned, you're contemplating. You're really attentively listening and the likes. And as you know, Shaykh, just to wrap it up, inshallah, regarding the point so we can pray, Shaykh, inshallah, very shortly. Uh, the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, also um, spoke about the virtue of studying the Qur'an amongst one another. And wallahi, brothers and sisters, a lot of virtues, subhanallah. And I'll just quickly um, mention the last few points that we had mentioned. Yes. Without the detail, from the benefits of the Qur'an likewise is that it is a means of sprouting that khashya uh, in the heart and it's likewise a means of bringing about tears for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. And when you listen to, especially once again, and I, I reiterate and repeat, even though it's not about the voice, uh, uh, but the voice affects too and the voice aids as well. For when you listen to that qari that you absolutely love and it really moves you, 
uh, subhanallah and the words of Allah Azza wa Jal and you understand what's being recited and you shed that tape for Allah Azza wa Jal this is a great act of worship subhanallah and we've mentioned that in the previous lessons with the proofs for that you can go back to that and likewise it's a means of memorization it's a means listening to the Quran is a means of memorization and assists but <laughs> but don't use this as the fundamental default means meaning don't say I don't need a sheikh and go listen to the Quran mm. to memorize. Because I guarantee you, anyone who listens to the Quran to memorize and does not sit with a sheikh and correct and uh, uh, yani show what he's memorized and the likes, uh, and really the asl is the sheikh will read it to you, for example, you then read it to the sheikh, then you get memorized. So you know that what you're saying is correct, the way you're saying it is correct and the likes. If I don't rely on the memorization or don't rely sorry on listening to memorize only and solely because i guarantee you'll be making a lot of mistakes uh, and also it's a means of correction uh, but of course it isn't the default meaning that you might be uh, reciting for example yourself or memorize yourself without the sheikh and that's the that's a little branch yani, off the last point and then subhanallah you listen to it and you realize, hold on, this sheikh saying it different to the way I was reciting it. For mo- most likely, if that's the case, and the sheikh is a mutqin, and his, that's his field, most likely you're going to be wrong and he's going to be right. <laughs> so don't blame the sheikh. Just one example is the word majreha in the Quran, which just is the only word in the Quran in our recitation that has what is called an imala. For if someone is to read it, and you can see the, a little diamond on the, in the actual Quran on the top of the word. If someone was to read it by himself, He's going to be saying majraha, majraha, if he's reading by himself. And then he listens to the Quran and he says, hold on, why is this sheikh saying majraha? And that's the only word in the Quran that you have to pretty much make that sound with uh, without going into too much yani, detail regarding that. For that's the only word in the Quran in our recitation that you do that with. For if you're listening and you say, why did he say it like that? I didn't memorize it like that. <laughs> or I didn't read it like that. Or what do you mean? Uh, most likely, as I said, that he's going to be right and you're going to be wrong. For you sit with a sheikh and you clarify and the likes. Jazakumullah khaira. <laughs> We, we, we thank you for this very beneficial series, this 10-part series on etiquettes with the Qur'an. Uh, inshallah, it's the first of many series we have with the Sheikh. And uh, for those who don't know, inshallah, we may do one on depression and anxiety and mental health in general. And uh, this is what you've studied over the years, haven't you? Yeah, alhamdulillah. I, I, yeah, I did uh, the uh, Bachelor of Psychology, alhamdulillah. So it took a good three to four years, yani. Um, uh, and yeah, it is a bachelor, so yani, I'm definitely not uh, eligible to diagnose and the likes yani, mental illnesses. Uh, we don't want to go that far. But uh, alhamdulillah, I've, I've, I've done a, a fair, my fair share of pretty much yani, essay writing, reading, obviously, and the likes about these kind of topics. So I could use definitely a bit of muraja'ah like everything else. <laughs> but alhamdulillah, I, I have a general overview of the matter. Inshallah ta'ala, we can uh, try to address the topic, obviously, from both an Islamic perspective and just the general yani, uh, secular perspective that, that, that is taught at the universities and try to gather between them in the most Islamic way. And I say that and I, re- I really reiterate that point because a lot of the, the those who speak about these kind of topics that are not either in grounded in Islamic sciences and studies or have no background in Islamic sciences or studies, I guarantee you they'll be making some severe mistakes that could possibly even be kufr or shirk. That could possibly be even kufr or shirk. For our brothers and sisters, when it comes to these topics of depression and mental illness in a, in, in, in a, on a larger scale pretty much, just be very careful who you speak to and where you get your knowledge from. And understand as well, uh, without going too long, I think we have just 
three, four more minutes. Um, but we'll just wrap it up with this last point and understand as well, brothers and sisters, that just because someone might have the the title, for example, registered counselor or counselor and things like this, it doesn't give them the the the, the, the position pretty much to diagnose as well. And likewise, we shouldn't throw around some words too. Like Sheikh, I'm sure you've heard it a lot, or you've seen it a lot. The word narcissist and narcissism and things like this as well. You know, these days, if the wife just says something to the husband, or the husband says something to the wife, you'll see a whole article on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is. These individuals are narcissists and one, two, three, and wallahi, this is a very, very dangerous yani uh, um, attribute and characteristic that I want. I want a lot of people from. Inshallah, we, we, when we do begin this program uh, or this series, we will lay the groundwork Inshallah. at the start, some rules, some framework. That it's going to be, of course, Islamic guidelines Inshallah, first and foremost. And, and yeah. I think it's very needed. I'd like to thank the Sheikh uh, once again and thank our tech team and all the brothers and sisters for tuning in. As we said, we'll be on 107.9 FM, Inshallah Ta'ala, until after Eid or to July 3rd in Sydney. And for those out of Sydney, listen to the Albanian Radio app 24-7. Download it now, albanian.com.au. Until next time, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This program was presented by Albanian Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.